0: Hello and welcome to our sparring session. In our sparring sessions, we invite our guests to showcase their skills in a realistic scenario. In these sessions, don't look at what I do. Look at what our guest does and learn from their style. In some sessions I'm pretty easy to deal with, but usually my goal in these conversations is to become the embodiment of your worst nightmare, someone who's unnaturally persistent, unnecessarily difficult, and at times a little bit socially awkward. I want these conversations to be more difficult than it would be in real life, so when you encounter these types of situations, you'll know exactly how to handle it. We do the exact same things in our trainings and in our one-on-one coaching sessions with clients. I strongly recommend listening to the accompanying episode with our guests before listening to the sparring session. That'll give you a little bit more context and help you to develop a better understanding for the scenario. So without further ado, let's jump into this sparring session. This sparring session is unlike any other session we've done before on the show. In every other session, it's been me versus the guest, but in this session, it's really me versus myself. If you listen to our episode with Stacey, you'll realize that when it comes to managing your emotions, it's almost like an internal negotiation. In this sparring session, I'm playing the role of somebody who's in the middle of a difficult conversation, who's struggling with frustration and anger. Stacy walks me through how I can use mindfulness techniques during the conversation to calm down. And listen, I know that for my hardcore business listeners, this might seem like it's a little bit out there, but I'm willing to take that risk. Because I know that in the business world, a lot of times we make the mistake of focusing so much on the strategy and substance of the negotiation that we miss the critical internal battles that are happening beneath the surface. If we are unable to master ourselves and our emotions, it will be nearly impossible for us to master the skill of negotiation. So next time you find yourself struggling with negative emotions in a difficult conversation, imagine that you have Stacy's calm voice guiding you back to your center. Lastly, this episode might not make any sense to you if you didn't listen to our episode last week with Stacy, where she talks about mindfulness and how we can use that practice in a practical sense to manage our emotions in the midst of negotiations or situations of conflict. So if you haven't listened to it yet, make sure you go back and listen to that episode before you listen to this one to make sure that you can get the most out of it. Now that we're through that extra long introduction, let's jump into it.
1: What are you feeling in your body? What's the emotion?
0: I'm feeling really angry, and it's almost like I can't breathe. My breathing is very shallow. I feel like my hands are almost starting to shake.
1: Where do you feel the anger in your body besides your hand and your breath?
0: My hands, my lungs. I feel like I'm blinking more. It's almost like my eyes are drier than normal, and my feet can't keep still.
1: Okay. As you pay attention to it, is this anger, do you feel like it's okay that you're feeling angry? Is it allowed?
0: I'm a professional and I feel as though I should be able to handle myself in this type of situation, but I'm not. And that's making me even more upset.
1: Can you just let yourself be angry? Is that possible?
0: I mean, I could, but I'm afraid that if I do let myself get angry, then I might lose control
1: hmm. So just noticing where you feel your sensations of anger in your body and just paying attention to it. You're not going to let it take over. You're you just going to pay attention to the sensations of anger. Just noticing the tightness of your feet moving.
0: OK, I'm feeling that. And now what do I do?
1: You can see if you can just feel yourself in your chair. So can you feel the chair beneath you and see if you can feel connected to that part of your body that feels grounded?
0: Hmm. Okay, now I'm paying attention to that. I feel that.
1: And then you can go back to the sensations of feeling angry. So noticing where it feels in your body. Okay. So you're just being aware of what's happening. And now see if there's any space. So is there some non-identification? You feel the part of your body that feels grounded. And you can also notice that there is the sensations of the anger. Okay. And you can just kind of breathe through it. And, and you're remind just having... me
0: again, what's non identification?
1: So you're not completely caught in the anger because you have awareness, because you have awareness of the sensations. You can notice what's happening in your body. You're conscious of what's happening in your body. So you have agency, you have a choice. And so you are not just reacting. You're aware of what's happening. You're aware that you're angry. And so now you get to make a choice on how you want to respond. You don't have to let your anger completely control the way that you respond. So that's non identification. I am not anger. Anger is just here. Separation.
0: So it's almost like I am not angry. I'm a person who feels anger.
1: Exactly. Yep, exactly. That's a great way to look at it. Okay. And so you can always keep coming back to that, the groundedness that you feel in your chair, or feeling a part of your body that feels calm. And then you can go back to feeling the anger if you want to. And so this is, this is a technique that we use when you're in the moment, when you're in the conflict. So the RAIN technique is good when you're just kind of maybe meditating or, you know, it's a separate moment. But when you're in the conflict, it's good to have a touchstone where you can go back to that feels grounded and safe and sort of at ease. And then it lets you feel the difference between here's where I'm feeling safe and at ease. Here's where I'm feeling the anger in my body. Both are true. I am a person that has anger. I am not completely angry. I'm not completely caught up in the anger.
0: Make sure you keep listening to hear an in-depth breakdown of what worked in this sparring session so you can use the same strategies in your next negotiation. We'll be right back. Before we finish up this episode, I have a few questions for you. Does your job do professional development training? Are you looking for a workshop for your next conference? Does your profession require effective communication or dispute resolution? If so, a negotiation training seminar might be what you need. I've had the opportunity to do these trainings around the country, and I'd love to swing by your neck of the woods. Our customized negotiation seminars are as fun as they are informative. You'll not only discover the keys to negotiation and persuasion, you'll also have the opportunity to practice these skills in a safe environment with a negotiation simulation. And at the end of the seminar, you'll be able to communicate confidently, resolve disputes effectively, and get what you want out of your next negotiation. And as an added bonus, if you let us know far enough in advance, we can get these trainings certified for continuing education credits. Feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn or shoot me an email to learn more. Now let's get back to the show. That's fascinating. I was reading a book. And so I guess I'm chill now. So I guess this this (laughs) sparring session is that I was reading this book called Emotional Agility. And I think I mentioned this last time we talked. One of the things that she said was you acknowledge the emotions and it's almost like you're driving a car. You always have your hand on the wheel. The emotion is in the back seat. You recognize it's there, but it doesn't have its hand on the wheel. You're always in control. And,
1: yeah, I love that.
0: And what's really interesting is I'm in my new office right now, and it is freezing cold. And, <laughs> and I've been fighting, shivering throughout this conversation. And what's interesting is as you led me through this exercise, and I started to pay more attention to other things that I was feeling, like feeling grounded in the chair and everything, I started to shiver less. It's like, it started to calm me in other ways. There's another book called the charisma myth. And one of the things that she suggested in that book was to pay attention to your toes, feeling your toes in your shoes. And again, those types of um, exercises that take your mind on and focus them onto physical sensations other than what you are feeling emotionally is a good way to bring you back and take control cognitively during these conversations.
1: Absolutely. And it, and it's different for everybody that touched stone. So for some people like feeling their hands or feeling like you said, your feet, I didn't guide you towards your feet because you were saying that your feet were feeling really agitated, but yeah. the feet is usually a good place to go when you can just feel your feet on the floor, feeling your toes inside of your shoes. For some people, this is a little far out for some people, but actually I really like it. If I can be aware of the space behind my chair, There's something about that that opens me up and makes me feel like there's more than what's going on than just what's happening in this little part of my body. Like I feel bigger. So can I be aware of the space behind my chair? Like, can I be aware of the wall behind me? Like you can't see it, but you can be aware that it's back there and it kind of opens you up a little bit and so that you're not so clinged around your emotions. So that can be really helpful in kind of opening things up for you.
0: That's interesting. And, and that's almost like um, giving you more perspective. Yeah. Too. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What do you think about controlling or trying to control your breathing during difficult conversations?
1: You know, that's a toss up for some people. Focusing on the breath when you're having a difficult conversation can be really grounding. It can be really helpful. For some people, it can make them feel more anxious, even with meditation. So I teach meditation as well. The research shows that for around 30% of people actually paying attention to the breath during meditation isn't calming, like it actually creates more anxiety. For most people, I think it is calming. But I think for some people, focusing on a body part that feels at ease is better. So it's different for everybody. And I would just really recommend playing around with it and seeing what works for you.
0: That's fascinating, and and I think that really speaks to the different approaches you can have in negotiation as well. That's why in this podcast we don't just focus on one right way. I'm using air quotes for those of you who can't see me. One right way to do things because it's a feel thing. Some things will feel better than others. Some techniques will jive with your personality, and some won't. I know for me, uh, when I'm negotiating or I'm uh, serving as a a mediator in different legal disputes, focusing on my breathing helps trying to slow it down. The fun fact about this is my dad was a surgeon or is a surgeon and he had the thing that you could measure your heart rate. And my brother and I would have competitions to see how low we could get our heart rates. (laughs) So, so I'm used to, cause I, since I used to do that as a game, sitting there in a conversation and doing that feels more natural than I think it would for most people, but it works.
1: Yeah. Well, and especially if you're someone who wants to practice doing that in a moment that's not stressful, like I would really recommend practicing the RAIN practice, doing what you're talking about, practicing breathing, noticing your body, all these mindfulness practices. It's really good to do them when you're not in a stressful situation, because when you're in the midst of a stressful situation is not the time to try to establish this technique because it's really difficult because you're going to be hijacked. So. If you can do it like you did, you've done your whole life where you just kind of have that practice, then it'll be more accessible to you when you're in a situation where there's conflict. I'm the same as you. My breath when I'm feeling stressed out can can really be my touchstone in the midst of a confrontation and whatnot. So I think it works for a lot of people, but I just like to give the caveat that it doesn't work for everybody. So everybody just find what works for you.
0: Right. And one last note before we go. Whatever technique it is uh, that you use, I think it's really important to make sure that the person with whom you're speaking does not see it because (laughs) then you would look really, really weird. It's like, why is Kwame hyperventilating? What's up with that? Um, so, So whatever it is that you do, make sure that it's subtle because sometimes people are able to read your body language. They might not know what it is, but they pick up on it. And Mm so we are communicating even when we're not speaking. So be mindful of whatever it is that you use to be mindful, you are able to uh, conceal it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And fortunately, most of these practices don't take a lot of jumping up and down or moving around, that kind of thing. They can be really subtle. and. I think that's a really good point. And the more that you practice them ahead of time, the more they'll just be kind of second nature and it won't feel like you're actually doing something. It'll just be a part of the way that you manage yourself. Right, perfect. Well, thank you again for coming on. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. I lo- I loved chatting with you.
0: Hey, thanks for listening to this week's episode. Are you finding this information helpful? If you are, make sure to subscribe and leave a review. I look at every single review and knowing that this content is helpful is what fuels my passion. Negotiate Anything is now the top ranked negotiation and conflict resolution podcast in the nation. Thanks to awesome listeners like you. We are creeping up on 200,000 downloads and we have listeners in 140 countries. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your continued support. Lastly, if you haven't yet, please reach out and connect with me on LinkedIn. Everyone who connects with me gets a personal message from me. Eventually, it takes time uh, because I've been getting a lot more. I think I have 200 new invites to go through, but I want to keep hearing from you because it's your feedback and suggestions that made the show what it is today. So keep those suggestions coming and LinkedIn is the best way to reach out to me. Thank you again for listening, and I will catch you in the next one.